Want to spend more time in the great outdoors? Join our family as we share insights, suggestions, and highlights of our adventures. It's time now for Glampin' and River Roman with the Tilleries. All right, so it's been a minute since River Roaming with the Tilleries has checked in. So, Anna here. Michael here. Hello, River Roamers. Um, South Florida is really fortunate lately. It's been a little colder than usual. If you go towards North Florida, it would still be chilly for March and April. South Florida doesn't always get that cold, but in the past several weeks throughout March and the first part of April, it was kind of chillier than expected, which played well for us when we visited the Everglades. It was quite a blessing. Mm-hmm. So, um, we went during the spring break and Chokoloski Island. In the Everglades. In the Everglades. Uh, when we had done the research, showed that it was close to um, the Turner River. And... We booked it. We got there. It was a it was a bit of a haul getting down. Cool. It's a pretty pleasant drive. But it was a but it was like kind of a distance from our house. It was three and a half, almost four hours. However, we took all back roads and took our time. Gotta go around the west side of the Lake Okeechobee. Right, which we had never done before. Yeah. And that was really cool. Um and on the way down, went through a panther wildlife refuge. Yes, Florida, Florida, Florida panther. Uh huh. Which, alongside the road, you would see some gators and stuff um, as you were headed south. And then we passed through the Big Cypress National Forest and kept going until we reached uh, Everglades City and Everglades National Park kept going across the bridge that Chakalaski Island and there was a Chakalaski Island RV resort that was just up the way from the um like this historical site called the little store right or something like that uh when you and Charlie went in I know um the, the last day old store or something like that right that up until like 1957 there was no bridge to get to the island it was only accessible by boat and they had a heavy Seminole Indian influence in that neck of the woods and so forth. So rich with history. Uh, we got there tight fit. Our spot wasn't available. So we ended up improvising and kept our fingers crossed that we wouldn't have to move. And the universe worked out for us that we didn't have to move into that temporary or from that temporary spot. It's actually spot. a better spot than the one they gave us. I agree. Uh, but this place also had its own marina. Granted, it certainly wasn't the most up-to-date marina, but it did little, serve its purpose. A little rickety marina, but it did serve its purpose, as she said. And there was a good, um, like, fish table. And it was... Chakalaski Island is known uh, as a stone cro crab capital, as well as a snook. The Everglades City dubbed itself Stone Crab Capital of the World. And uh, Chakalaski Island is really renowned for snook fishing. Which... We prayed and prayed for a snook, and we did finally get some at the we end. Got, yeah, we got two. Two. Uh, anyhow, it was a pretty beautiful setup. I mean, lots of mangrove islands. It was incredible to see the sunset there because it's the most southwestern point of Florida. Um, 
as it on that curve. And um, it really is out there in the in the Gulf more too. So. Yeah, it was a lot of salt water. It wasn't the fresh water that we had envisioned in our heads. There's still some more rivers in the Everglades that I think will be a little bit more inland and we will experience that. However, this was really quite salty and marshy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yes, so we've never seen the tides affect water as we did at Chakalaski. The tides were so drastic there. The first night we got our slip, pulled in, I tied the boat off like I normally would anywhere else. And later that night, I went down to check on the boat, and it was just about hanging from the tie downs. So I had to go to each corner, and the dock didn't stick out far enough for me to be able to untie them to lower the boat from the dock. So I had to get on the boat, and the boat literally lowered a foot and a half. And by the time it was low tide, all the boats in the marina were literally in the mud on, on the ground. It was the darndest thing. Like, where'd you put the water? Where'd it go? It was crazy to witness although once it did and granted it was dark but we shined out our um big mega flashlight thing and you could see like the oyster beds and the shoal islands where someone in theory could hop 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 to get to the various mangrove to get out to the bay and to do the loop that we did through lopez Lopez right so that was the next day so so Again, that's just something we witnessed the first night. I was just going that you really have to go by the tides to do anything around there. Correct. And we, they said, so the next morning when we went to head out, we were told to leave really early and we had a a delay. We didn't get out quite as early as the gentleman on site had advised. He said eight, we got out at nine, which made a world of difference. A world of difference. (laughs) Uh, You know, we were, we shoaled several times and... Charlie would have to jump off with his water shoes and push us off. And there was a moment there where I didn't think we were going to make it at all in the route we were taking to try and enter the Turner River because it was just so darn shallow. We really should have left at 6.30 or 7. Um, but we persevered. They did say there's a special boat, though, that most of the locals had. It flats boat. Yeah, it wasn't a pontoon. They said, like, once a month a pontooner comes through here. So I was like, oh, so we were were those. once a month or something. Okay. <laughs> the river roamers. That's what that's. <laughs> uh, however, once he heard about our mission, uh, the gentleman's name was Chris, wasn't it? Yes. He looks a lot like our friend back home. It was on Canny. They could be cousins for all we know. They could Anyways. Um, he was very knowledgeable about the area, and though they resided in F- Fort Lauderdale, he was the on-site manager, so it was, he said it was about an hour and a half from Fort Lauderdale. He was a real salty dude. Mm-hmm, but really knowledgeable. And um, so when we explained that we wanted to go to these rivers, he sh- showed us this map and this route, had us take a picture that basically these three rivers all connected together made a big circle and popped us back out into the bay where the Chakalaski Island Resort bay, was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went out that bay, but the way we came back in was a different part of the big bay. And we had to go through several other bays. Shoal Bay, which doesn't sound good. Mud Bay. And believe me, it's a muddy bay. We literally dug a trench with our boat all the way across this bay. It was probably a mile Thank God our little uh, our little trooper, our little river roamer made it. So we got a little interrupted there, thought it wasn't recording. So I was talking about the, after I got done using the restroom, 
I said they're dubbed the stone crab capital of the of the world. World. We stone crab back at home, and we get a lot of stone crabs. We have friends over. We eat them. We don't sell them or anything, but they're highly expensive. So they were selling two pounds of stone crab for seventy dollars, and in the bags there were anywhere from three to five claws. We probably have. 60 claws in our freezer right now and so that just kind of amazed me that and anytime anyone comes over we give everyone four or five claws a piece right so that's like 70 dollars per head <laughs> anyway so that was cool to, to see because we walked around charlie myself and our puppy seeger we walked over to their little kiwanis club and saw the historical courthouse and saw a few things while we were waiting on the pizza the young lady at the counter was so smitten with the puppy who was, she was in the market for a puppy. It was cool because she was kind of quiet and reserved when I had placed the order. But when we came back to pick up the pizza, it was like a whole new person. Um, and I ended up going online later and giving him a five-star review. The whole new one? Yeah. But overall, uh, Chakalowski Island was a really cool experience. It gave us three rivers, lots of good fishing, the, the opportunity to go into this really interesting bay that fed right into the Gulf, meet some incredible folks from all over. Uh, had some lessons in tides. I mean, it was overall an excellent experience. Got to visit that historical site that was um, really cool to see how pioneers interacted with the Seminoles early on, at least in that neck of the woods. And what an integral part. We, I had just actually finished reading this book, Forever Island, by Patrick Smith, native writer of original Florida, old Florida. He wrote A Land Remembered. All of his stuff has, I love historical fiction books. It gives you a lot of information, but in the context of a story. And Forever Island describes a seminal named Charlie Jumper. And so going, as we were touring, I was be very clear with my boys. I had our, my, our son reading it actually simultaneously. He was almost done with the book while we had started as this we adventure. There, yeah. yeah, that we could like pinpoint things and say things that were references from the book about this area and how the Indians did during low tide hop around. And You're welcome. Use it was very cool. Michael got this for me for Christmas. <laughs> um. It was, you know, he described in that book how a number of the Seminoles would create these pieces and then sell them on the Tamiami Trail in order to make a living, even though they resided in these chickies within the Everglades in this natural primitive habitat. But that's how they made their money. And then you walked into this little general store thing that, again, was only accessible by boat for many, many decades. And they showed they had all of this documentation of that it was really cool to see so i highly recommend it they have a food truck on the side you can even grab a little lunch um so overall i i think on the tillery tally it it fared well i mean it's tight you don't get any privacy that person that's next to you they are just hopping into your campsite whether you want them to or there not is no space however it was still really good it was mm -hmm. it was a good experience good bonding good grub good fishing good sightseeing the whole thing absolutely yep so 
Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you keep river roaming. And as we are recording this, we're actually about to commence on a new journey, which we can't wait to share those details with you soon. So cheers. Cheers. All right, it's time for that camp and corny. What do you call an alligator who uses GPS? What? A navigator. <laughs> like all the baby gators we saw on the way home. I love it. Thanks for tuning in. If you dig it, please subscribe. And be sure to check us out online at riverromanwiththetilleries.com.